Welcome back to Odyssey House Journals. My name is Rachel Santizo. I'm a woman in long-term recovery. Randall is still out taking that much-deserved break that he deserves. So I want to include Randall in this one. We're going to talk about some data that will make him very happy. So I know it's still not the same without Randall being here, but he would love the fact that we have 13,000 listeners in the world. Yes, that, that will. Awesome. And within the U.S., the U.S. is the largest. But guess, guess what country is the second? Do I have to guess? Just tell me. I, uh, <laughs> Germany. Oh my goodness. Yeah, Germany with is the most the listeners. Second. Yes, seventy-three oh. listeners from Germany. Well, I know, I know. Germany. And then, uh, Randall, do not worry. Columbus is also coming in hot in the United States, second with five hundred and eighteen listeners. Randall's from, oh, uh, yeah, he's from Ohio, so it always makes him very happy. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> they, they listen for him. Yay. So, this is Tiffany. <laughs> okay, I could say so many things about Tiffany. Tiffany is just this amazing human being that when you're around her, it's so bright and it's so beautiful and you want to continue to be around you. Tiffany Nacarado. Thank you for being here today. Thank you so much, Rachel. You're welcome. This is fun. <laughs> I know. So I asked you to be here because one, you are just an incredible, powerful woman that I think people need to hear of. There's also some aspects to your stories that really helped you out, and I'd love for the community to learn more about these things. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Okay, so I'm a person in long-term recovery, which means so many things, right? I'm recovering um, and have recovered from many things and um, throughout my life. And so, but my recovery started um, from substance use disorder in May um, 30th, 2017. Okay. So wow. going a little bit over five years. Yeah. And back on that day, I remember sitting like just on a um, doorstep, right? Just mm. like debating if I'm going to live or die. And I didn't know what to do. And... Um, I decided to surrender and live. And so here I am five years later living, right? And not yes. just surviving. I am living. Ooh, I'm I love that. loving life. And um, everything that I've created, you know, in my life is just um, started from that day at that time. And um, on that doorstep, I was running from the law. Mm. I had so many um, charges I couldn't keep track of, you know. Were um, you afraid of getting arrested? So, were you running so you could continue to use, or were you afraid of getting arrested, or both? Both. Really yeah. both. Um, every time I would get booked into jail, I would either get, um, you know, booked out or, or was pre-trial or something. Like, I had so many chances, yeah. you know, um, so thankful for that, because I didn't spend a lot of time in jail with... Um, the charges I was stacking up, but I knew it was coming to an end. Yeah. I knew that it was like they're building a case. I'm going to be put away for a while. And so I made that decision just to surrender and like face what I had, um, you know, caused in my use. And so surrendered, got sober, detoxed off, you know, um, off my substances for two weeks without anything. It just at a family's mm. home. Thank you to my family, right? That they oh, let me that, come in. That was a, miserable. It shows. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, two weeks after. So I'm finally feeling a little bit better. And I'm like, okay, I just need to face these charges. Yeah. And, um, and I also want to add, I was like, I grew up not ever going to the principal's office, not ever getting in trouble, not yeah. even like, I think maybe I got grounded a little bit, but not like 
you know, not a lot. I was a yeah. good kid. Yeah. Um, I did some things, but I guess I got it. I just knew how to cover it up or whatever I was but in the for the most part I was a good kid I think that's important because right now we're talking about running from charges and and everything and you are such a beautiful well put together woman and so it's bringing the normalcy of what and who and how substance use disorder affects people yep my first um time ever you know talking to an officer like in a negative way was I think 28 you know and I had my little picket fence with my family stay-at-home mom soccer mom PTA president like I was having a I had a second life and it came crashing down later on in life and so and then I go on the streets get all these charges and here I am I'm like okay I need to face it and I was very scared yeah and when when I see you you are a huge advocate you are everywhere when it comes to drug court like everywhere you show up to them, you're a part of it. Tell me more about the drug court and what it means to you, what it did for you, and why you're so involved. Yeah, drug court saved my life. Um, mm. It was a big part of saving my life. So I go and turn myself in. Now I have a couple months sober, right? And I'm cleaning up with charges all over the um, Salt Lake County and begging for drug court. Because for the years past, they, or prior, they were asking me to do drug court. And I'm like, no, we're not doing that. Not, yeah. I heard it's too hard. You know, and now That's I'm what begging. a lot of people do. Right? So, <laughs> yeah. Now I'm begging and begging. I'm like, just give me another chance. And luckily, I got another chance. And um, so they let me do drug court. And okay. it wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. What is drug court? Like, <laughs> what does it consist of? So drug court is a probation. Okay. Um, at the time, it was at least a year. And now it's up to 18 months, has different phases, four phases when I was in drug court. And you get to meet, um, you have a detective that comes and looks at your house, make sure you're living in a safe um, spot. That accountability. Yes, accountability. (laughs) And that helped, you know, me so much because today I use that for my strength and Mm. it helps me further on it, you know, in my career and just in my life in general. But yeah, you have a detective, you meet with the judge on a weekly basis, then bi-weekly, then monthly, and you have to call every morning to UA, and it's yeah. so annoying, but again, yeah. the and it brings part. structure, right? Like this whole like adulting at yes. the same time. At a different level, yeah. right? <laughs> Teaching you how to adult as an adult. Right. So, but calling every morning, you know, it was a huge stress, and then trying to figure out how you're going to pay for those tests, mm-hmm. which is $18. A day and when you don't have a job or even shoes on your feet that's a lot right like, yeah um but luckily i had family support family support i'm always so thankful for family support oh. and, or friends you know yeah and um yeah and i did that for a year and you you know write papers talk about your life um some people go to treatment i didn't need that option after my assessment i mean i felt like i did but I don't know if I BS my way through the assessment, but I didn't do it, okay? (laughs) Probably, that's what we do. (laughs) Yes, right? Um, But some people go to treatment in drug court, and I didn't, and just did what I needed to do. Took some classes at the Community Justice Center and Mm. learned a lot about myself and then graduated, and it was awesome. I think as you're speaking about how good your family's been to you, like that has definitely like bled over in your life because that's how you are to other people. You're like that mama bear. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. When you, so drug court, what um, about drug court? So we use the word drug court, right? And you have transitioned 
into the family recovery court, which used to be called family drug court. Family dependency drug court. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So first, what got you so involved with the family drug court part of it? And then the name change to family recovery court. So I currently work for um, USERA, Utah Supports Advocates for Recovery Awareness, a wonderful (laughs) nonprofit, right? It's the best. I love it. I totally believe in what we do there. And um, when I was hired on there, I mean, I have already been volunteering there, used the services of USERA, and I got hired on to um, take part in the Family Dependency Drug Court at the time. And so I went in and was an advocate for the parents, right? And I'm a huge advocate for um, the families recover. I didn't, um, my even though my family has recovered and my kids are part of my recovery, I didn't get to regain custody of my children. And I, um, if there's anything that I can do to support parents to not go through what I went through or currently am going through of not having custody of them, um, I'm so in, I'm so wanna help them. and. And so that's what this program is, you know, mm-hmm. the dependent, or now it's called Family Recovery Court, but they help families recover together and, you know, families that have DCFS cases. And we, as advocates at USERA and peer support, we get to go in and sit next to the mother or father and coach them and help them with the recovery capital building up, you know, and with their transportation. What's recovery capital? I'm going to have you like, what? You have recovery capital? Tell me about that. <laughs> So recovery capital is when we have a limited, so we can start out with a, um, either zero or very limited resources for us to better our lives. And then as we work on ourselves and build in different domains, life domains, such as transportation, I was just saying, um, housing, relationship, um, employment, right? Yeah. Spirituality, there's a lot. And so as we build on each domain, our recovery capital grows. And so we gain those resources, th- that support, um, our lifestyle improves, yeah. and so it's easier for us to sustain our recovery. And so, for example, when I came into um, drug court, I had, you know, was still driving illegally. Um, I had yeah. very physical, um, I had medical needs that needed to have attention that I've been, you know, um, disregarding. And then, like, no family support. I didn't have any contact with my kids. So my recovery capital was very low. And today, yeah. right, I can say that my recovery recovery capital is very high and I have a life worth living and so easy like there's challenges right but now I have resources to help me with those challenges and support in a tribe so yeah that's like a critical toolbox to Mm -hmm. continue on this long-term journey that we have and I loved how you said I wasn't laughing at you but when you said driving illegally I was like that was me like I felt like I had really I really got somewhere when I got my trifecta which is a valid driver's license insurance in my name and then um a car right and i didn't have to worry about it like that was my trifecta of being an adult woman yes (laughs) me too i was so relieved that i didn't have to look through the rear mirror going who's behind me sometimes i catch myself doing that five years later but it's i know you can breathe i know right we were talking about freedom earlier freedom on the road what is it what was the critical name change tell me about this and why so family dependency drug court um so for me i'm just gonna my own personal belief on it is that it it has a stigma to it right Mm -hmm. and i'm all about recovery strength based um language and so is you sarah right and we talk um very positive about us 
for example, um, introducing ourselves as um, a woman in long-term recovery right. um, empowers me, right? And when I heard mm-hmm. family dependency drug court, it s- seems like we're stuck in that dependency mode, mm-hmm. right? We're being punished. That's another word that I attach to dependency drug is that um, punished for a disease that we um, have, right? And yeah. we're trying to clean it up. And so through advocacy and peer support, we are able to have a voice in the change of, to family recovery court, which, right, families recover and it together. Sounds, even when you say it, I'm like, people can recover? Wait, families together? Like, it actually, it switches it like that. Switches. It, when are we going to change the drug court name then? So, oh, gosh, I'm so excited, like, <laughs> and, and want that to happen. Um, yeah. So you wanted to change to recovery court versus drug court? There's a couple different options. There's yeah. been an option on the plate, treatment court, right? That's okay. still a step yeah. better um, that improves. And so it, we just have to get, you know, policies and change and see how everybody, get everybody on board. Um, but we definitely have a voice at that table and we'll continue to have a voice at that table to change it to something less stigmatizing for our community. Well, I'm really glad that they have you. You're an incredible woman. Thanks. So throughout our conversations, you're saying a lot about peer support, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I have peers that support me. Mm-hmm. What does that mean, though? And also, you're a recovery coach. So can you tell me how the two are combined, like how it starts out, and what does that exactly mean? And why is it so important in our community? Yeah, um, I love that. So I'm a true believer in peer support, and peer support can mean so many different things and under you know so many different umbrellas but it's like peer support is just another friend or ally supporting you on whatever you're going through um at UCERA we have certified peer supports slash recovery coaches that we meet with people um and we just meet people where they're at and it doesn't matter we don't tell people what to do we don't expect anything we just get a love on them and help them um whatever direction they want in their lives so going back to the recovery capital, if someone comes into us and says they just want to work on spirituality, then we're going to help them work on spirituality. If they want to get into a substance substance use um, program, then we'll do that too. You know, um, we're just here to be their ally and help them along the way on their recovery journey. And we're all certified, trained, and we go through mm-hmm. years of training um, after our certification to keep up. You know on our classes and yeah it's just just to have a friend that knows where you've been we get to use our lived experience that's another thing that I love so much that I get to talk about me sometimes and and I get to laugh at you when you say you were driving illegally (laughs) yes right lived experience peer support so tell me your most magical moment well okay so knowing you you're gonna have a ton pick one of your most magical moments my whole entire life in your, no, in, time this, in your recovery coaching, <laughs> okay. like how powerful that oh. is. Because there's another part of it is that we get to show up for others and be an ally, but it does a lot for us too. Like, why are you still doing this five years later? Why did you start volunteering at USARA and then work with them and mm-hmm. go out there and try to create some of these policy changes and things? Like, why would you do that? So the magical moments, gosh, there's so much... Um, that keep me going, right? My why. Yeah. And I'll just have to say that all the families, so I've been recovering, um, doing recovery coaching at USARA for three years, a little over three years now. And in those times, I've served a lot of parents and I've seen families recover together. And just years later, even, like I'll be at a park or at um, 
a community event for you, Sarah, or just anything, right? Or yeah. grocery stores, even have it at the grocery store. And the mom or dad will run up and hug me and say, here's my daughter. Do you remember her as a baby? And now I get to, you know, raise her or him. Oh. And then just, you know, a month ago, a little um, girl came up and put her nose up to me. And I knew her as a baby, so she doesn't really, I don't think she remembers me, but she came up to me and wrapped her arms around me and had her nose up. And her mom just started bawling and said, thank you for helping me fight for her. Those are the moments that keep me holding on and just... That's powerful. That's very powerful. What? And I, I heard a rumor, just kidding, I work at USAR with <laughs> Tiffany, <laughs> but I heard a rumor that you are now a supervisor. Yeah. <laughs> New role for me. I know. What does that mean? <laughs> like, you are supervising. So, I, um, before this role, I was the trainer and mentor statewide. I loved that role, you know, yeah. and got to go around and just um, mingle with all of our coaches and do some training. And now, just as the last month, I am um, the program manager of the Salt Lake Long-Term Coaching. Yes. So we have different departments, at, you know, and um, at USERA. And the long-term coaching is where I started three years ago and what services I um, took, you know, at USERA. So, yeah, it just rings true to my heart. I love it. I love our team. We have five people on our team, and we get to serve um, many different populations and um in different, you know, stages of recovery. Mm -hmm. It does we don't, you know, we don't get to count someone's recovery. It's just awesome. People will come in and and we just get to love on them. Yeah, it's fun. So I like that shift of word from sobriety to recovery. I've noticed you don't say sobriety at all. Mm -hmm. Why? So recovery empowers me, like I was um, letting you know. There's different circumstances that I might say sobriety. Yeah. Um, but recovery, I've been working on myself since May 30th, 2017. And so, yeah. And so I just, I, and I'm going to keep working on myself. My recovery is going to keep going, you know. And yeah. even if I have an incident of use, um, because we know that ha does happen sometimes. It doesn't happen to everyone, but it does happen. Right. If I end up using... Um, then I can still go back and say, I've been recovering since May 30th of 2017. That's important to me. Yeah. Some other, um, my friends might use different language and how, and how they would judge their date, but that's for me. That's why I do that. I've learned a lot because I would introduce myself as Rachel the Junkie because that is, for me, I thought at the time that that reminded me of who I could easily be and the behaviors, yeah. but it also had this bleak area that held me back because that's what I was being, that's how I perceived myself and I'm perceiving myself to others. So saying I'm a woman in long-term recovery means, one, I gotta work on this, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I, I mean, this is something I work on every day. You know, some days are easier than others, but it also allows me the real life behind it because we think we need to be perfect and we need to do all these things, but really, like, it's a journey. It's a journey, right? Yeah. And sometimes you trip and fall, and sometimes, you, or, mm -hmm. right, might turn a little bit backward, or whatever it is, is still part of your recovery, and we're still going to move forward. For me, that just helps me know that I'm going to keep on working on myself, because I'll never stop. I just love working on myself. <laughs> you can tell. You can tell. How do people, so you said that people can come in as they are. Yeah. So um, what exactly does that mean? And re Everything that you do, there's no cost to it. Yep. So how can people, if somebody's like, oh, I have a life situation or I'm, I'm fresh out of treatment or this sounds like just
just something I want to be involved in? How can people get involved? So I highly encourage um, anyone to stop by at our office Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. You can just walk in. We're open now. Yes. Since COVID. <laughs> bye-bye COVID. Yeah. Just walk on in. <laughs> well, bye-bye COVID limits, right? We're, right. we're going to be open. <laughs> so it's awesome. They can walk in, grab coffee, some water, say hi to us, and just meet um, all of our coaches. And then they can, or they can call our main um, line and just ask for recovery coaching if they want to know more what we do in each, okay. you know, a session. They can um, get more description of that. And then, or they can go to our website, and it's myusara.com. <laughs> we also, like, what is that? <laughs> we also will have a booth um with many of our coaches at recovery day and that is september 10th at the gallivan center yes yes i'm so excited for recovery day um what is the address that people can walk it's, into oh the address i'm like the yeah. gallivan center no i don't know that <laughs> so our address is 2100 south and 180 east suite 100 so just Monday through Friday, and just walk in anytime. Mm -hmm. Just walk in. There'll be a smile there waiting for you. And we don't, yeah, it's free. We don't take insurance, nothing. You can just walk in. and. What if you're still getting high? That's okay. It's really? okay. Yep. We don't expect anything from you. Mm -hmm. that is, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's like a great um, non-barrier. It is, right? You know, like if you're just trying, like I think it takes a lot of courage no matter where you're at to just show up in the door. So that's very refreshing. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to judge. We're not going to, again, tell you what to do. I mean, we might have suggestions, right? Yeah. And, um, but we all, you know, we ask before we give information. We have resources. We're a resource center. So yeah. we have resources we can give out. Just come in. And if you just want to talk, that's fine. Or if you want to know more about us, that's good too. What is uh, this recovery day? Yeah. You got really excited. <laughs> I'm did. really excited for recovery day too, but this is Tiffany's podcast. <laughs> what is recovery day? What does that mean? Recovery day is when the community gets together to celebrate us um, or loved ones that are in recovery yeah. um, from substance use. And so we have different booths around, different resources, how we are helping to improve this epidemic, and um, just different ways you can connect or maybe be of service. Um, treatment centers are there. Um, we have live um, bands, live music, or live, live music. entertainment. There we go. Entertainment. entertainment. We've got Own It this year. <laughs> yes, We've it. got FTR Creative Arts. We have, it's going to be an epic day. Why do we have Recovery Day? To remember and to celebrate, you know, and and it's that national, like oh, na yeah. nationally, September is recovery month. And so it's a, it's a month that we all get to celebrate the hard work or even the option or just anything included with substance use disorder, that it's a community coming together. You don't have to be in recovery from substance use disorder to come. And it's free. Yeah. It's free. Sound like and free. there's kids fun stuff right yeah the whole family <laughs> that whole family thing food trucks everything right? and the, the best part is too is that we have them in all different counties so we have salt lake salt lake is huge ogden love ogden right we have price moab saint george which are other centers that usara has there's also vernal Tooele, utah county like every county is celebrating so no matter where you're at you can go and celebrate yourself and people around you and those that have been walking out your allies mm -hmm. your allies yep. yeah it's so fun 
I love recovery day. I know. I'm excited. Yeah. Even love traveling, going to different ones, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Going in support, especially those rural areas where yep. they need it yep. the most. Mm-hmm. So if you could tell anybody, have I left anything out? Or is there anything that you would like to say from Tiffany? Not, not necessarily just you, sorry, which are the best advocate, right? Or family or drug court, but from Tiffany, what would you want to say? Say if it's a parent, um, a female, a friend, mm-hmm. what would be like some, something you would want to tell them? I would honestly say just love yourself through every stage, right? Yeah. Forgive yourself. Mm. And to the public, I would say that um, us with substance use disorder deserve more than one chance. And I'm so lucky that I have been given many chances and that um, we do recover, you know, and I needed some chance, a couple more than one chance (laughs) to recover. (laughs) And I'm recovering proud and loud, and I deserve to be in this seat here today, and so does other people that have substance use. Well said, well said. So thank you, Tiffany. Like, I adore you, and I appreciate all the hard work and how you show up, and you you do speak loud, and we need more people like you. Thank you. You can catch us live on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music. And it's not live, I'm sorry. You can catch the podcast on all four outlets. You can even go to Facebook to catch it. Thank you, Tiffany. (laughs) Thanks. And Randall, we love you. Yes, we love you.